Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Culture Captures Spotlight Podcast. I'm Joe, and today I'm being joined with Chavo. Yo, yo, yo. What's good, Joe? What's good, Joe? What's good, everybody? Yeah, man. Again, uh, like I said a couple minutes ago, thank you for taking the time uh, to sit down with me today to do the interview. Stoked to do it. So, have you on the pod. Um, appreciate you. For those people who don't already know, bro, just kind of give a little background about what you do and who you are. Um, my name's Chavo. I'm from Boston, Mass. I'm down with Sauce House. Um, I got some tapes out with Pierre. I got a few out. Um, Chavo's World 1 and 2. And then I, I dropped something called Mixed Emotions um, like two years ago. So that's a little bit about me. And yeah, I mean, you just you're just on tour with Pierre, right? Uh, across the states. Well, I didn't go on too many dates. I just went to like one show. Um, it was most. It was just him. It was him and uh, and another label. A label made of my shark. Um, they was doing um the whole TLOP five album. He was doing his whole album on tour. And Shark's one of the features that's on the album. He's one of the really only features like him, Uzi, and I think Cardi. So um, yes, yeah, so it was them two on the on the on tour. So were you you were still kind of in the equation at a few shows? Yeah, hell yeah, I popped up. I wasn't really performing. I was just there for more support type stuff. What was it like to just kind of see the motions of a tour, even though, like, you may not have been on book performing artists, but what was it still like to just kind of be in the background and see, see your dope, label mates man. go crazy? And I was just dope because the, the, the kids really love Pete, man. It's crazy seeing how they, um, they react to him, man. It's, it's nuts. It's nuts. They love him, so it's dope seeing that. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's dope. Yeah, I mean, at Summer Smash, he, his – the crowd was going crazy. People were climbing the scaffolding where, to see him. Where, where, where was Summer Smash at? Is that, was that in Boston? It was, was in Chicago. Was, it was in Chicago. Chicago. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Um, like, it was the Lyrical Festival. That was that was recently, right? Like, mm-hmm. a month ago. Yeah, it was in August. Yeah, fact, in August. Fact, fact. So, yeah, I remember that. I remember that was that. a super crazy, crazy show, and, like, this environment was nuts, so... Um, no, and you're from Boston, so let, let's talk about that. Um, you know, you were born there, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I was born in Boston. So what was it like, like again, as just like early out in your like your career when you were, I guess, growing up? Like, what was it like, kind of fumbling around with music and just the idea of like maybe I want to be an artist? Um, it was always an idea, you know what I mean. It was kind of like put into my mind at a young age, just seeing my pops do his thing and stuff like that. I really, I mean, I don't want to say I didn't take it serious, but I didn't, I didn't see myself really becoming a rapper until I, I guess I was a little more of an age a little more of age but i was always around it i was always in the studio and recording and stuff like that and how much did kind of just being around it help um help with now you know like you're an adult um you, you take it's it help, very it's seriously help, it's so. help it's help because like being in a studio around him i, I didn't see how to record myself and like watching him knowing how to record because my daddy he doesn't just rap he makes beats and stuff he produces he the engineers and stuff like that he mixes records so watching him behind the, the boards it kind of gave me the skills and i went to school out here and i'm um, in georgia trying to just tighten up my skills a music school out here called aim i went for a couple of years you know what i mean so i'm not an engineer my own stuff and i'd be sometimes not all the time but sometimes i'd be engineering my own stuff yeah because i heard in some of your like older interviews like you grew up entirely in in massachusetts in boston and milton right yeah well yep yep yep, yep. And that was, was with like, your mom home. and stuff right for sure, for sure, for sure. I mean, it wasn't always in Milton. I was, like, in, in Dorchester and Mattapan until I was, like, probably 13, 13 to 12. And then um, I moved. My mom got a house in Milton. And then um, when I was 15, I moved to Florida with my dad. So I was, it was a couple years in Milton. I did, like, probably two, two, three years in Milton. And then I moved to Florida. And I was living in Florida for, like, seven, eight years. Okay. So, yeah, you moved around a lot. And, like, what I guess what was your childhood... Um... When you were with your mom, like, what was your childhood like when you were just, like, kind of moving around with your pops? 
I was it was a regular life, you know what I mean? It was it was cool. It was a very family oriented. I got a lot of family in Boston and Massachusetts, so like early on in um in my life, I was living with my, my mom was living with my grandparents and stuff because my mom was raised by uh, her grandparents, which are my great grandparents. So I lived in a house with them for for many years um, until we was probably I probably I was like seven or eight. We moved out that house seven yeah about seven or eight, and it was just me, all my cousins, you know what I mean, all in one house. So like I said, just real, real family oriented and stuff like that. And yeah, I mean, you're one of like many Boston artists um, and just artists in that greater area that have been really prominent lately. And I think there's a, like when I talk to people in the industry, they think they're from New York. They don't they don't know that you're from Boston. Yeah, or they think or they think I'm from Atlanta, or they think I'm from Michigan. <laughs> like I just did a show in yeah. um, in Modesto, and they was uh, they, they the person that brought me out, like the person that was on the mic, he was like Chavo from Michigan. You know what I mean? They, they think I'm from Detroit and stuff like that. Not too many people don't know if they don't. You know what I mean? It's like, like if you know, you know type shit. If you're a fan of my music, you know where I'm from. But not too many people um, know the music just as yet. So like, I guess they don't know exactly where I'm from. I guess. They just take, go ahead. Sorry. No, I was gonna say they just take assumptions. You know what I mean? From from I guess certain songs they hear, whether it be Michigan and I think I'm from from Michigan or Detroit. You right? Yeah. I mean, I could see. I guess I could see that. Um, but it's like I don't know. I, I could figure it out right away that you were from. You were from the Bean, you know. And it's it's cool because be from Massachusetts myself, seeing like all these different artists the last like really two years of blowing up out of there. Yeah, it's dope. It's dope. It's dope. I seen Bia just had a a show up there not too long ago. I seen Stiz. Um, her, yeah, her and Stiz had a show. Yeah, that shit was dope. That shit was it looked packed as hell. Yeah, bro. Cousin Stiz, cousin cousin Stiz, but um, it, it's it's been cool to see just like the noise that the city's been making and like just the rap scene um and i wanted to ask you too like when did you land on the name chavo as like a stage name or just like your as your artist name? um honestly through music um through a whiz song a couple of whiz khalifa songs um jim jones songs there was referencing it um as in chavo meaning money so i just i, I always liked the name you know what i mean i just gave up self-proclaimed myself that all my friends called me and stuff just, just rocked with it ever since then. Um, cause before then I was called Cool Breeze Ray. Like if you look, if you look me up on World Star or YouTube under Cool Breeze Ray, I got like ten videos when I was younger, like 15, 16, 14 under that name. But then once I turned like seventeen, I changed it to Chavo and, and just stuck, I stuck with it. And if you can like kind of recall back to when you were seventeen and why you wanted to make that change, what were what were some things that you were like, yeah, I, I want to kind of go under this new umbrella. Oh, Honestly, because a lot of this stuff um, before was mostly uh, pro not produced like uh, beat wise, but just the stuff I was putting out was was uh, my my dad was like it was stuff that he was uh, directing. You know what I mean? It was like not directing behind the camera, but just like he was telling me what to do and how he wanted stuff to be done. And so I kind of just as I got older, I branched out from that. You know what I mean? Changed my name and started doing my own type of music and stuff like that you know what i'm saying so mm -hmm. that's kind of why i did it when you were like 18 17 you made that change like you know in the very beginning of the like your chavo era i guess what were some of the hardest changes and obstacles you had to overcome not really much you feel me because like I, I, I grew around music you feel me so it's, it's natural it's natural the music shit's easy you know what i mean so a name change is just a name change but the music stuff comes natural to me like there's, there's times I don't be in the studios for like a, you know a month or two at a time, but when I do get in the studio, I can knock out songs. Easily, you know what I mean? Because it's just it's just something I always been around and something I always been doing. Mm -hmm. And um, it's cool because I, I think we can kind of transition into mixed emotions, which is like 
that's that was a project you were talking about earlier. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You got a couple Pierre beats on there, but there's a lot nah, of other whole, songs. The whole, the, I know the whole mixed emotions is P. The, the, um, yeah. the first one I dropped was Hood Lover. Hood Lover got like I think four or five P cuts on it. Hood Lover Part One. I dropped that first um, two years ago, and then like three months down the line, I had dropped mixed emotions, and that whole tape's Pierre beats. It's just I, how we re- how I released it. I, I released it on my own type of thing. You know what I mean? On my own thing, but you know, people just like release music. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it wasn't really it wasn't something that we uh, we sat and planned like how we did with the Travels World Series. You know what I mean? There's more kind of planning behind those. And, is more, you know, as you can see with the transitions and stuff like that, with the with the beats, how they transition from song to song. Mixed emotions doesn't have that because that was just something I, I kind of put out there. I was kind of wanting the fans to hear what I had, and you know what I mean. Yeah, it was more or less of like a, uh, you know, a showcasing project for you. For sure, for sure, for sure, for sure, for sure. So, what was the kind of the creative process? I mean, we're gonna get into uh, obviously the Chavo's tapes, uh, Chavo's World tapes with P and those creative processes. But like, it sounds like to me, you, you were the one who yourself who uploaded it through DistroKid, uh, mixed emotions, and it was different. Obviously, talk a little bit about the differences and um, from kind of the start of mixed emotions and when you when you kind of first started creating that project. Um, honestly. The project wasn't like, I didn't create mixed emotions like I'm about to go on studio and do mixed emotions. Those are just songs that I have, you know what I mean? It was hundreds mm-hmm. of songs, probably 100, 150 songs me and P had um, that was unreleased. And this was before, like I said, Travels World 1 and 2 came out. So a lot of those songs was, was old too, like kind of just in the cut. And, um, it was just something I put together. Like I said, I wanted to just to put some stuff out and I wanted the people to hear what I had going on. And then did you, did you drop Michigan after... <laughs> Chavos World One, or did you drop it after Mixed Emotions? I dropped it. I dropped it after Mixed Emotions. It was before Chavos World One. I kind of dropped it as a single, um, and it started getting some traction and some legs on it. You know what I mean? People was fucking with it, and then uh, I, we put that on Chavos World One. Yeah, and, it, and and I mean, it's just been up since. I mean, it, it was on OVO yeah, Radio. Sure. It's been on all the TikTok sure. and uh, radio stations and uh, playlists. What has and it been like I, to see that song just shoot up, man? It's dope, it's dope, it's dope, it's dope. So on Spotify, we're close to like 17 million. On Apple, we probably got like the same thing. So, you know, it, it's dope, it's dope seeing that. On SoundCloud, is close to getting the 10 million plays and stuff like that. So, it's dope just seeing that the fans are, um, are fucking with the music. You know what I mean? And I got I got better stuff and I got more stuff. You know what I mean? And I, I just dropped a song called Right You. It's starting to pick up. It's starting to get some legs. Um, it's a song with me and Pia. I just dropped off the Travels World too. So I'm, I'm glad people are fucking with it though. Yeah, man. Like when you first heard uh, the Michigan beat, like what what hit you as an artist when you like, creatively when you first heard that? Shit, it was just it was just it was a hard beat. PB loaded me up with like oh, 10 or 20 beats. You know what I'm saying? And it, it was just one of the 10 to 20 beats that I had did um, in that session. Uh, I think we did that at his house. I did that song. Yeah, it was at his crib. I did that. Um, and like I said, he, he loaded me up probably with like 10 beats, 10, 15 beats. I knocked out, if not all of them, majority of them. But most of the time, I do all the beats he gives me, and we just pick which songs we like, which ones we don't. And Michigan was one of the ones we was really fucking with. Yeah. And uh, you got Babyface Ray on the remix. Um, yeah, yeah. How did that, uh, yeah, how did that all go out, uh, fall down? Um, my manager uh, got some connections with some people in Detroit. Uh, one of his uh, close friends is is a, is a close friend of Ray, and uh, they they work together. He's a he's a video director for him, and he makes beats. Also, he's a producer. He has a clothing line too. He's big in the Detroit scene, so um, he just made the connection um, through my manager, and, and we, we knocked it out. 
That's cool. And I mean, I've, I've heard you say like you paid homage to the Michigan scene. Um, and you said you're kind of a big fan of that, that sound. Um, no, hell yeah, for sure. The crazy shit is when I made the song, I wasn't really like, I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't listening to, 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 to Michigan artists at that time. You know what I mean? I was kind of put on, I was put on to them late, you know, later on a few months after cause that song's old. I probably made that song in like 2018, 2019. I'm saying, Michigan artists weren't rapping for that long. I know they've been rapping for, you know what I mean? Putting it working forever, but I was just put on a little later on. So I don't want people to be thinking like I jacked a sound or I did that to, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think that's what's cool about it is like the sounds are different. I mean, right? I mean, I, I don't know. I, I, I really like Michigan rap. And I think it's like, it's it's a song that's just, uh, the title's Michigan. You know, yours being your song. <laughs> um, exactly. it's, it's cool, you know? Um, it's really cool to just see the overall response. Like, I got friends that go to college in, <laughs> uh, in Michigan, and like that song is always played at their parties because it's just that's like, dope, oh, man. it's titled that's Michigan. Dope as, uh, yeah. That's dope as fuck. That's dope. Uh-huh. It was crazy because um, uh, when uh, when college basketball was going on, Michigan was like in the in the um, it was in a pretty good space to, to 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 take the championship. And me and my manager, every time they won a game, uh, my manager, I think it was like during March Madness, every time they won a game, my manager would text me like, "Man, if they if they take this championship, we're going to Michigan. We're about to go to that school." You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Hell yeah! No, the song's doing it for you, dog. Uh, your music doing that talking. And now I think we can kind of transition into Chavo's world, the first project. Um, and just, again, when when did you and P kind of sit down and, and talk about creative process and go over how you guys were going to roll out the project? Um, that, the tape, like I said, I, what we'd be doing is like, we'll, we'll sit in this, uh, I'll be either be in this crib or we'll be in a studio and he'll load us up. Uh, when I say us, me and the other Sauce House artists, a load of stuff with beats and we'll just you know what I mean we knock the I knock the beats out um, and then from there we just decipher which we're gonna put on you know what I mean so it really wasn't like we went sat in the studio and was like we're about to make travels where one you know what I mean it was just like we're gonna make some dope ass music we're gonna put a tape out um and then we just ciphered through the songs and put the tape out. And the same thing with Travels World too. Um we ciphered through the songs that we had and put the tape out. I feel like this next tape we do though it's gonna be different. You know what I mean? It's gonna be actual, like, uh, cause like I have older songs with on his beats I haven't released, but I don't want to release those on my next tape. I want my next tape to be like new songs, and I want it to be, you know what I mean? Like to have a theme and a and a, an actual point. Not saying the other two didn't, but they were just older songs that we, you know what I mean? I just put out. I want to have an actual like process towards the next one so we're gonna do that with the next one it sounds sure. like essentially you have a huge library right of just unreleased songs between the two of you with, with his oh, beats sure. and some features of his or whatever for and sure, y'all sure. just y'all just were picking and putting them on <laughs> and and um it's, it's exciting to hear about like the next project and hear hear you talk about that um if it's possible is there anything you can kind of reveal about what you're working on next with him in terms of another project yeah, yeah, for sure. Me and him, um, we got a, a tape that, I don't know the name of it yet, but I don't have a name yet, but me and him got a tape that we're going to drop in the future, if, if not the end of this year, top of the year, it's going to be a, a rap tape with me and him, you know, um, so it's not just going to be him on the production, it's going to be me and him going bar for bar on, oh, wow. on the songs also, so we're going to drop a tape like that, um, I also got a tape with Cardo Got Wings, um, mm-hmm. a couple songs in on it, I was chopping it up with him a couple of weeks ago, probably dropped that at the top of the year also, um, just working and then me and his next tape we were just talking me and P was like for my next you know project we was talking about whether I want to do a Travels World 3 or 
work on a whole new series. I was telling him I want to work on a, something new. So just got to come up with a name and come, you know what I mean? Get in the studio and get that feeling, and get the energy and put the new, you know what I mean? Put a new tape out. Yeah. But that, definitely, I want to exciting. drop something before the end of the year, for sure. On my own, for sure. That's exciting. Yeah, that's exciting, bro, to hear. Um, and, you know, it, in terms of coming up with a new theme, like you are around Sauce House and all the different artists in there who all are really creative in their own right too. So what is it like work being around and having access to just like such a, like, you know, talented bag it's of dope. people? No, it's dope. It's dope. It's dope, man. It's dope. Cause uh, me and Jelly are about to work on a tape. Me and Shark got mad songs. We were supposed to put a tape out last year, year and a half ago. We got so many songs. We got probably 10, 12 songs. We have, we have enough for a tape. Um, me and Ye got a few songs together. Uh, me and Trill were just talking about working on some more songs. So it's just dope. It's dope because everybody's dope and everybody does their own thing and hard in their own right. You know what I mean? So it's definitely dope. And how have you like to kind of transition a little bit into the Sauce House uh, part of it? Where like how have you met some of these artists? Like has it been at studios? Were they over FaceTime calls? Like how? no, no. We majority of them stay out here. So um, me, Shark, and Jelly and Ye, we stay out in Atlanta. Um, and then uh, Trill stays in South Carolina which is only a couple hours away. You know what I mean? He's back and forth. He's back and forth between here and South Carolina. And then um, Jay Bills, he's in South Carolina too. You know what I mean? And he's back and forth. So just whenever they, them two are in town, we link up. And then um, as far as everybody else, we, we see each other. Because like I said, we're in, we're in town all the time. Me and Jelly just had that, that show I had in Modesto. Jelly came out there too. He um, had the same show the same night. We was on the same bill. Um, and me and him got a show in San Francisco, I think, in two or three weeks. Cool. Um, so, yeah, hell yeah. What, um, just on the performing tip, like, what is it, uh, what are some of your favorite, like, aspects of performing shows and just being in front of live crowds on stages? Just seeing the people fuck with the music, you know what I mean? Them rap the lyrics. And I'm learning as I go, you know what I mean? With, with, the, with the stage performance and giving people a show, you know what I mean, on stage. Because uh, it's more than just standing there and rapping the lyrics, and I'm starting to see that. But it's dope. It's dope seeing the people rapping music and stuff like that, all different races and ages. It's just dope. Yeah, it's got to be a powerful feeling, just like yeah, as a musician. Sure. Yeah, I mean, this has got to be a really powerful feeling. Um, it's and one of my favorite like parts about this business. It's just like the live show aspect of like uh, people yeah. just going fucking bananas for music, you know? And then you be states away from your hometown, miles, thousands of miles away, and people, you know what I mean? So it's just it's dope seeing the reaction. Yeah, man, it really is. And like... Um, you know, with Sauce House too. What are some other uh, things that I think fans like you don't think fans would know? Uh, Sauce House can help like you guys with. Say that one more time. I'm sorry, bro. What do you? You're good. What like? What do you think Sauce House uh, does to help you guys as the artists that like the fans may not realize? A lot, a lot. It's a lot that goes behind it. You know what I mean? As far like with the videos and with um with um the videos and then uh what's the word like the single covers and stuff like that the covers and then the the merchandise putting the the uh, the, the ideas on the merchandise a lot of that stuff is sauce house people um whether it's aj which he kind of runs the merchandise and does the single covers for us or marco he does the video directing they were all under sauce house you know what i mean those is peace homeboys from back in the day from high school so it's it's it, they definitely do a lot and it definitely helps and like, how did you how did you meet Pierre? Like, where where did you guys first kind of like connect and you yeah, know start a, a relationship? 
through my cousin Strick. My cousin Strick, he signed a YSL um, as a rapper, and he used to pay P to engineer him. Um, and I used to always be over Strick's crib, you know what I mean? And I rapped too, so and I needed an engineer too at the time. So like I said, I engineered myself, but I didn't do it all the time. Um, so that's how me and him built up on. And when when did you guys kind of circle back in to start the whole Sauce House stuff and and where? I mean, he's always he's he's always been talking. He's always been talking about the, you know Sauce House. That's been his his like you know what I mean. Before he even met me, that was his thing. Because when I when I first had met him, you know what I mean. Like that's that's what he was on. Um, I had moved to Miami for a second time. Um, I moved back from Atlanta to Miami for a second time, like in 2017, 2018. I think it was 2017. And um, he was out there for uh, a Cardi show, I think. Either Cardi show when Cardi was on tour or Cardi was record- recording his album, something. But he was in Miami. And I linked him and we um, we were just talking. He was like, man, you know, I, I want to, you know, do this label thing, man. If you're still rapping, you're still serious about your stuff, let's let's get this shit fucking, you know what I mean? Let's, let's do something. And I was in Miami doing doing bad stuff, you know what I mean? Fucking my life up and stuff like that. Just doing stuff that could get me in a lot of trouble with police and just stuff immature stuff so i took myself back to atlanta and you know and got serious in the studio and he had me in the studio for months and that's where i met jelly i met shark i met i met everybody trill yeah that's hard that's hard and like we ain't we ain't gonna get into what you're talking about specifically but in the essence of just like overcoming kind of negative stuff in life uh can you kind of tell more to your fans about just like some advice on that tip and like yeah hell yeah just never um Never give up on yourself, even if you're in a you know a dark place in, in life, or you feel like everybody else is giving up on you. Just never give up on yourself, and always uh always uh stick to your gut. Whatever your gut's telling you, your gut feeling, or whatever it is, just stick to your gut feeling. Because nine times out of ten, you know what I mean. Your gut's not gonna it's not gonna steer you wrong. Yeah, it's simple and true. It's very simple and true. Um, in, in terms of your cousin Strick and the whole YSL, um. You know, connection you have. Um, do you know like T Shine? You know like a lot of the ones. Hell, yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah, for sure, for sure. Me and T Shine follow each other on the gram and stuff. And um, Strick and T Shine, they're real close. So whenever I be in California and I see Strick, I see T Shine. You know what I mean? So, or whenever Strick's out here in Atlanta, whenever I still come to Atlanta and I see Strick, I see T Shine. They used to be in the same hotels and stuff like that. Or I see him at the studio when Strick bring me to the studio or tell me pull up to the studio. Hey, what's it what's it like, uh, G running around with just the YSL circle, especially just with the noise they're creating and um and yeah. I mean, I don't I don't I don't want I don't want to get confused. I don't run around with them, but whenever whenever I'm around Strick and Strix and whether Strix in LA or Strix in Atlanta, he definitely has me around, you know what I mean? Or tell me to pull up. You know, there's times I've been around Thug and Gunner for sure in the studio with him. Plenty of times, you know what I mean? But um strict telling me to come to but it's dope it's dope seeing their work ethic and seeing you know how their family and how they do shit it's just dope yes right and like how how have those studio sessions you're just kind of talking about like what are some details that like you kind of remembered from those sessions it's a lot of 2k you know what i mean a lot of 2k playing a lot of been a lot of music making you know what i mean it was just dope to, to sit back and, and soak it in because I, I never all the times I was around Thug, I never told him how much of an influence he is to me, but I listen to a lot of his music, you know what I mean? But I, I'm not that type of person. If, I'm, if I get around him, I'm not going to I'm not gonna let them know that, you know what I mean? I'm trying to keep it under wraps. I don't want niggas looking at me like a weirdo or something, you know what I mean? But it, it's dope, it's dope. It's dope yeah. as hell. Playing the, playing the situation in just the room, right? I mean, if you can kind of go into... Fact go into further detail about how like important that is just in the music industry no matter at what level uh you are as an artist 
No, it's definitely a point. I mean, it's it's just you just gotta you gotta humble humble yourself at all times, and, and at the same time, you don't you don't like overstep boundaries. You know what I mean? Because people always remember what you do, especially your first impression. You know what I mean? So the first time you you see somebody, whether it's in the streets or the music industry, whatever it is, and the office space, whatever, just the first impression is always the most important impression because it's going to be the most lasting. So. You know, when I'm around certain people, like guys like that, I just try to make my best first impression and not try to do too much. You know what I mean? So, mm, and like I want to uh, state this too because I think it's it's important for uh, in terms of you and <laughs> the interview. Like you're technically an independent artist, right? I mean, Sauce House is not like, for sure. I mean, I've signed to Sauce House here, yeah, but we're it's an independent label for sure. It's no major backing. Yeah, it's no major label. It, it's pretty incredible, right? Because it's like you got a lot of video, like high quality videos, thousands, thousands, a couple with millions of views. Um, and you yeah, yeah, that's all. Success. I ain't lie. That's, that's thanks to you know what I mean. That's thanks to, to that goes back to the Sauce House thing. You know, you was like how important the Sauce House to you know what I mean to the to the the process. Like I, I got to tip my hat to, to Sauce House because like I said, a lot of the videos and stuff like that that I got to that's that's do you know what I mean? That's 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 them and so it's dope though seeing it. Um, the Wavy Lord video, the, the, my, my man that shot Michigan, we went to high school together, so it's just crazy how seeing how everything come back and um. Uh, you know, and 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 like and into fruition or whatever. I don't, I don't know what the word is, but it's just crazy seeing shit come back in firsthand. Because me and him used to skip school and smoke weed together, and now he's one of the hottest directors in Miami. And we was shooting our video. He's one of the hottest directors, period. But we was shooting our video and goddamn and Cali and stuff. It's mm-hmm. dope. Yeah, that it's is dope. crazy, man. It really is. That's like that's so life. You know, it can just boomerang on you so quickly with people and. Oh, that's a that's a wild story. Like, what was it like when you pull up to the video shoot? Like, did you know beforehand that he was going to be shooting nah, the video? Yeah, yeah, no? I knew, we knew, yeah, I knew beforehand. Um, because he was working on some stuff with Pete. Um, and we were DMing each other just back and forth. You know, him seeing me, I'm seeing him and stuff. And he came to Atlanta. Um, and shot a video for Yay, and he wanted to shoot. He wanted to shoot a video for me too, but I just wasn't ready. Um, I kind, you know what I mean. I kind of just didn't want to shoot nothing like like unless it kind of was the right song or you know i had the right outfit or it just had to be the right setting and i just didn't feel like it, at that time it was right um but a few months later we reconnected in california when i was out there recording with p um and yeah, we got that done we got that video knocked out and you um you you say like you you travel a lot right i mean you're in atlanta um cali um i'm sure you go to new york a handful of times too right yeah, I mean, I used to go a lot when I was younger. Um, now, not as much, not as much. But I mean, I was, I, I've been out there a couple of times in the last couple, last year or two. I've been out a handful of times for sure. And like, what would you say are your favorite cities to to lock in and make music? Um, probably California, California, Florida, California, Miami, LA, and Miami. Warm weather guy. For sure. Say that again. You're a warm weather guy. Yeah, for sure. For yeah. sure, I, I choose the, the hot over the cold any day because yeah. I grew up in the cold. You know what I mean? I grew up in that freezing shit up in Boston. I hate that shit. Yeah, I get it, man. Um, I get it <laughs> for sure. But um, this guy, I want to kind of transition a little bit into the uh, the personable side of the interview, where we're just going to talk about you know what you do when you're not making music, uh, what we do, you know, what you do when you just have time off and get to just relax. Um, what are some things that you you know you like to enjoy, like you know, fashion or sports or anything like that? Um, really, I just I'm into getting money, so I, I got a lot of different little things. I hustle and stuff, and you know what I mean. I spend time with my family. Um, I like spending time with my younger brothers whenever I can see them. Um, 
that's really it, man. I just be kicking it. I'm a simple person. I don't be doing too much. I go to the movies a lot, my girl, stuff like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm a little bit older now. I'm, t- I'm 28, so back in the day, I used to go out all the time and be in strip clubs all the time, but always just be outside. Now I don't really see much joy in being outside. I- I- I'd rather be inside. Are you burnt out from going to the club? Nah, nah. I wouldn't say burnt out from <laughs> it. It's just, I just don't see... I don't see no value in it. You know what I mean? I don't see no value in that. And like everything right now, I kind of, like I, I look at things to, not, I'm not saying I'm a money hungry person, but I need to see the value in things if I'm going to put my time and effort into it. Just because I'm just getting older. You know what I mean? It's not time. I can't play around no more. And I got to, I got to start doing things that uh, benefit my future and, and futures for other people around me. I like, I saw that you just, uh, you just announced this NFT project on your Instagram, like two mm-hmm, days ago. Mm-hmm. Can you can yep, you go yep, into a little yep. more detail about that and like what what for that sure, pertains to? For sure, for sure. I just um signed a little endorsement deal. Well, it was a nice endorsement deal with um with with, with Sharks World. Um, pretty much, my man has set it up. Uh, my man Pharaoh, he's under the Sauce House umbrella. He reached out to me um like a week ago and told me um he had somebody that had an NFT project and they was interested in having me uh, be one of the faces for it. So I told him I'd, I'd definitely be interested in sat down we chopped it up we got the money situated and everything like that and signed got the contract signed so i just started promoting it uh two days ago we're gonna have some giveaways and there's gonna be some chances for fans to have like a day a day with me in california um, but if you're a rapper or a studio day with me you know what i mean we try to just give a little different giveaways to fans and i'm gonna be giving a few of the nfts away um to fans that can't buy them they're like a, they're 100 to 150 dollars per shark um, and each each uh, purchase, it goes towards like uh, cleaning up the ocean and doing better for the ocean, whether it's the animals inside of it. You know what I mean? So it's dope. It's dope. Yeah, that's it's a cool. lot of charities the money goes to. And it's a young person that created it. The, the kid's younger than me. It's dope as hell. It's just dope. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. So yeah. like what what were some like other interests like before you kind of got like the the contract and the money obviously like what were some other like were you interested intrigued by the whole like nft world in general or no yeah no nah, for sure i am but i'm not gonna say i, I fully understand it you know what i mean i'm like 60 percent understanding you know what i mean but i want to fully understand it one day and i know i will it's just so complex um but i was definitely interested in it before um before my friend had brought it uh this deal to the table me and my uh, manager was arguing like two months ago in my house about some nft stuff um i got a noise complaint and shit like that in my in my, in my spot um <laughs> hell yeah, but hell yeah. over hell the yeah. nfts yeah over there me and him arguing back and forth about whether this person did this or did that with an nft uh, yeah. manager for that that's funny um <laughs> you were saying you play 2k um i'm also an avid 2k player a bunch of my homies are too that's like what we do we got free time what do you do you hit the park or do you like are you like a play now kind of guy like what do you what do you do when you're playing the game oh shit honestly man just sit back and smoke just right here sit back and smoke i really don't be doing too much just sit back and smoke and play i'm more of a madden guy if anything okay you know 2k but do you like build a player in Madden, or do you just like? Nah, I just play. Yeah. I just play. I'm not too much of a gamer. I'm not gonna lie. When I was younger, I was, but as I got older, I kind of I fell back from it. But it's like I'm, I'm I'm on the Call of Duty. I love Call of Duty games. All the Call of Duty series, of, I love that shit. But I kind of I'm kind of I'm not as into sports games as I was. I'll play them. You know what I mean? MLB, soccer, FIFA. I'll play them. But 
I'm just not as much into them as I was back in the day. Yeah, it's just not what you're going to go do when you got your like own free time, but if it's in your hands, mm-hmm. maybe. Mm-hmm. If it's in my hands, yeah, fact. If it's in my hands, I'll do it. Or if I'm in my friend's house, I'll play it, but I don't got no gaming system in my house. Okay. I can get one, but I don't. I don't I don't play them like that. Oh, that's raw. So like at your own crib, like you just be you really just be chilling. Like you don't even Yeah, yeah. man. I just be I just be I just be like I said, to be hustling, man, smoking. Just trying to get to the bread. That's really it. Where do you uh where do you think you get the best weed person? Like where do you think you get your best stuff at? I was just talking to my pe- my people about it. I think Boston right now got it, man. That high tolerance, um some people in Boston, I got a, 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 it's not a strand, but it's like a weed company called High Tolerance, and they got a whole bunch of strands. They got it. That shit is, that shit's gas. And then all the backpack boys, you know what I mean, all this shit. But I feel like Boston got it over Atlanta, and for for a long time, I was always thinking Atlanta had it, but Boston got some real good weed. And of course, California always got good weed, but that's expected. You know yeah, what I mean? Right. That's the motherland of it. But if you're not, if you think of any other place besides California, I, I was I honestly would say Boston. I mean Maine, bro. I think it's because of that Maine. Like people don't realize Maine's been legal for like six, seven years. <laughs> so fact, fact, we, once we went legal, legal it was over. Fact, fact, fact. Um, and just like I don't know, do you uh like you do? Are you are into fashion, right? You are a little bit into the whole like sneaker wave and like shoes. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. A common question, like I kind of think everyone who's been on that podcast, like I asked them, like what are your what are your three favorite sneaker models? And, like, what are some of your favorite fashion brands, too? My three favorite sneaker models would probably be, um, I like SB Dunks, the Lowe's. Um, as far as silhouettes, right? You talking about sneaker silhouettes? Yeah, silhouettes. Um, yeah, so the SB Dunk, Lowe's. Um, I really like Jordan 1's highs. And then for a third one, It's probably gonna be another Jordan, honestly. Um, it's, it's between the, it's between the Jordan fives and the, and the Jordan twelves. Um, it's between the fives and the twelves. I like those because those are. It's not like I mean, you'd be surprised of like some of the responses I get to that. I had someone give me Crocs one episode. I've <laughs> I've had uh, I've had Ricks. They're definitely comfortable. They're definitely comfortable. I like Ricks too. I like, but they're just so big. You know what I mean? It's not something I could wear all the time. One of these three sneakers, one of those silhouettes, I could wear every day. Like if I if I was stuck on an island and I just had an unlimited supply of one of those three silhouettes, I could wear one of those three silhouettes every day. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. What are some uh, like? Do you do you kind of prefer like high fashion or do you like streetwear for like a both both both? I don't I don't um discriminate when it comes to it both for sure which like one it. do you like like where where are some brands that you've been like wearing heavily lately as, as far as high fashion or street both both uh there's a kid out here in atlanta called lee woods he's, he's dope as hell he's gonna be big as hell too I, a lot of people know know of him already but i wear a lot of his um i wear a lot of his jeans and shirts and hoodies and stuff like that he, he does a lot of stuff with Dirk and keep um he does a lot of their merch and stuff like that let me think I like also like uh, Rick Owen jeans. I love nudie jeans. I got a lot of nudie jeans. But as far as my pants, it's like it's it's between my closet right now. It's between Lee Woods and nudie. I probably got yeah, it's between those two. It's between those two. That's cool, man. That's cool. And um, I only have a couple more questions left for you. But uh, one of them is definitely like if there are some more like who are some artists that you would want to potentially name drop that you want to work with one day like in the future um for sure thug you know what i mean i definitely love to work with thug I, um 
me and Nick Mirror um, are chopping it up right now. He just sent me a pack, so I'll probably drop some stuff with Nick soon. Oh, word. That's uh, yeah, try, try, How did you guys get into tune, if you don't mind talking about that? Um, shit, I pulled up on him and served him some weed, honestly, if you want to know the truth. That's how, that's how, that's how, like, you feel me? Um, but yeah, hell yeah, so, um, but I got some, it's, it's, it's gonna be, it's gonna be dope, it's gonna be dope, the stuff he dropped, definitely gonna be dope, so I'm a fan of his stuff for sure. That's raw, man, and like, uh, what are just some other goals that you have for the rest of the year going forward and, and kind of going into like the new year? Um, just more music, man. I want to drop more projects next year. I'm, I definitely want to drop more projects than I did this year. Um, so if, if this year, if I did two or three this year, I want to drop five or six next year. Um, so just next year, I want to drop a lot of projects. Be on the lookout for that, and um, just be on the lookout, yeah, for new music, new merch, new, new everything. I might have a clothing line, just new stuff, new business ventures. Oh, you're trying. You might try and drop a clothing line. Nah, for sure. I've been talking about that for months with me, my friends, my managers. It's just all about getting the right name and the right uh, the right logo. We've been throwing names at each other, me and my friends, for months. Um, but it's just all about getting the right one. Can you, like, hint? Can you do, like, some little jabs at, like, what the clothing line may look like? I mean, minus the name and logo. Like, what kind of aesthetic, I guess, you guys, you the brand would be? Uh, it would uh, dark. Dark. That's the one thing I say, dark. As far as in just the, the aesthetic, not the color-wise, but the aesthetic, the logo, theme, basis. Right. Very, yeah, very dark. I know it's kind of, it's, you know what I mean? It's not much, but, but like I said, we, it's only so much that we actually got down on what we want to do. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. we just be feeding each other ideas and scratching ideas off and then adding ideas on. Well, it sounds like it's still a work in progress. No, for sure, it definitely is. It definitely yeah. is. Yeah, and it's not, I'm sure you got a lot of stuff coming up and a lot of stuff kind of uh, on the <laughs> on your docket. So again, appreciate you sitting down here, uh, taking your time. No, to I appreciate you, Joe, for real, for checking for me. You know what I mean? And it was dope. She was dope as hell. Of course, bro. Tell the listeners uh, if they don't already know, like where they can follow you on social media, uh, where they can check out all your music. I bet you check my Instagram is Chavo C H A V O. My Twitter is C Sauce House. Uh, the letter C and then Sauce House. You can go check me out on Apple Music, Spotify, pretty much anywhere you can stream music. Just type in Chavo Pierre Born and you can uh, check out the tapes I got out. Um, I got some new music videos coming out from Chavo's World too. Be on the lookout for um, new projects. Be on the lookout for just a whole bunch of new music for sure. Definitely go check out Chavo on his social medias. Go listen to his music. And this was another episode of the Culture Capture Spotlight Podcast. Thank you guys for getting to this point in the episode. If you made it and keep listening and we'll be back next week with a new episode.